0: This is Lawrence and Bruno. And welcome to Cybersecurity Talks, the interview podcast for cybersecurity professionals and for those who aspire to become one. My name is Laos and with me is my co-host Bruno Weinborg. Together, we interview industry experts and explore what it's like to work in the cybersecurity domain. Join us on our journey and listen to our bi-weekly episodes and learn about the latest trends, real-life war stories, and everything you need to know about this fascinating industry. Welcome back to another episode of Cybersecurity Talks. We're very excited to announce today's guest, Charis Algo. Charis has been active in cybersecurity since 2010. He started his career at Deloitte Cyber Risk Department, and in 2012, he joined the CISO office at Armro Bank. In his last role, he was the head of data science. After this, he became a freelancer and he joined uh, MoneyU as an information security officer, also known as a CISO. Currently, he's the CISO at TMM Pro, Charles is a family man and a chief security officer at a financial institution/fintech slash company. However, somehow he still finds time to be a volunteer at the day, of the day, also known as the Dutch Institute for Vulnerability Disclosure. What a great guy. Charles, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Lawrence. Happy to be here.
0: We always ask the same standardized question in the beginning of the podcast. So here we go.
1: What you need to know about me?
0: What meal do you start your day with?
1: Eggs and coffee
0: x and coffee android or ios
1: currently android currently android yeah, yeah.
0: what's your favorite phone app <laughs> whatsapp <laughs> Ooh, we get that one a lot working from home office or a mix
1: mix mix I'm, a, I'm a working from not home a lot now. mix yep are you a gamer not not a gamer I play games but not a gamer
0: what's a guilty pleasure of yours
1: Phew. Excellent question. Guilty pleasure. Anime movies.
0: Okay. Yeah. Laptop, desktop, server or VM?
1: Laptops. Native.
0: Cloud or on-prem? Cloud. First word that comes to mind when I say cybersecurity? A mess. A mess. And your password is?
1: I can't say that. <laughs> if I have one password. <laughs> <laughs> A day in a life of a CISO.
0: And Sharers, you've been working in the cybersecurity industry since 2010. Uh, What do you love so much about this industry?
1: Uh, The industry is amazing because it's like um, a multifaceted puzzle. You have to solve uh, a lot of puzzles um, to to create this whole holistic view, this whole piece. So that's why I like it a lot. It's it's a lot of moving parts, uh, things changing that uh, brings new insights, so so that's uh, that that's, that's I like a lot. And it is, a I would say it's a cat and cat uh, fight, not a cat and mouse. A lot of people like a cat and mouse, but I think it's a cat and cat fight.
0: What do you mean with cat and cat fight?
1: It's, I think the, with a cat and cat, I say, with a cat and mouse, they say that um, a cat always is faster and, and, uh, than, than a mouse. I say that we cybersecurity professionals, but the companies are also a cat and the 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 hackers, the organized crime is also a cat, and we we try to fight it with equal with equal power yeah, and some sometimes they are faster, sometimes we are faster. it depends on the situation
0: yeah yeah ah interesting cat yes. and cat fight, yeah. yeah, yeah, so you both have to move fast because you know the the hackers are moving yeah. fast, so as a company, you have to move fast as well
1: very simple as a company, you know what you're building, you know more about your product than. Than another, than than the hackers, they have to try to find it. That's why, but they have a lot of time, so you always can counter move and counteract. So if you look in the gaming theory, um, uh, in gaming theory, they say that if you have uh, the same rules, both sides, you 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 have the same challenges. Um, some I think in this uh, security world, there is is, is an infinite game uh challenge it is uh, that uh, the rules are not clear on both sides so that's why i say still it's a cat and cat
0: yeah i really like the cat and cat fight and um now you are a chief security officer at M pro yeah. was it always a dream to become a CSO?
1: it wasn't a dream to become CSO. i think the, the dream was to become a doctor uh first okay but by t- i i would say based on my career moves, changes, timing, I, I became a CISO and I I wanted to become a CISO also, so based on the last experiences.
0: Yeah and can you explain us what you do as a CISO? Can you take us what, what a regular day for you looks like?
1: Uh, m- my regular day is um, um, standing up, having my meal, but looking into the news what are the threats outside? What are the new uh, security vulnerabilities around? Uh, what impact us? Oh, do we have regular uh, regulation changes? So starting up with a lot of news, then having uh, calls with, 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 with a lot of employees, people, people, um, um, and um, thinking about the governance because I'm, I'm start I've started at a, at a, at TM Pro to set up the the security governance there, and we have already governance now we have to implement it, so it's a lot of people work, and technology.
0: But people first. But
1: people is like most of the important thing in cybersecurity. Uh, I think because we have a lack of them and lack of good professionals, so a lot of discussion with people and not only discussions, but also very pleasant surprises and ingenious stuff they come up with. So people for me is very important. So I think from for CISO people is the the first thing you should look into.
0: Amazing. And I will want to go back to the beginning of, of your career because yeah. you have a bachelor and master degree in computer science, very technical study program. Why did you decide to uh, embark on this study program?
1: Ooh. Uh, excellent question. As I said, I wanted to become a doctor. So I, I, I studied, I lived in, in, in Suriname. After my ele- uh, secondary school, I wanted to become a doctor, but I couldn't get a visa in the Netherlands because that time it was not possible to get a visa for a study which is which you could do in the Suriname and also in the Netherlands. Okay. So, But I didn't want to stay. So I thought, okay, let's do something else. And then computer science came into mind because I thought that was the future based on research and because I like to analyze first, that's my nature, so I analyzed first, and I came to the computer. computer, science will be the future, and that's why I started with computer science, yeah.
0: So if you would have stayed in Suriname, you, you would be a doctor right I, now? I
1: think I would be a doctor, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. what kind of doctor? Um, I wanted to be a uh, uh, um, surgeon for a heart surgeon, and uh, that that would be that but then for that I had to travel because the 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 study wasn't there so I had to come to the Netherlands or somewhere else Colombia or something like that because they have very good schools also in Colombia for heart surgeons so yeah
0: and now you're a CISO so you kind of made it there in in the cybersecurity world it's a position a lot of people want to get at some point in the career but do you still look back sometimes if you see a doctor or a surgeon (laughs) that could have been me
1: uh, definitely if I look into this last two years of COVID, I thought, man, that's that field is very interesting also because it feels like cybersecurity, <laughs> <laughs> patching people, creating new vaccines, you know? No, so definitely if I um if I look back, I'm I'm still getting attracted to to, to a hospital, uh uh to that kind of science, how to heal persons i even worked with um, in a shared research program together with, with eben amaro and the big uh, the big banks on a topic called self healing software security so how do you take the self healing characteristics of your body and create software uh, um, uh, for that there's a project going on it's, you you can google it you will see a self healing software that's super interesting. That's interesting. So so what's the similar version of a vex, um, vaccine in, in cybersecurity? Is it a patch um, with anti-mallware? Also, those kind of similarities you try to find. But uh, the, the hum, human immune system works like there's a central one, there's a decentral one. And the central we call in cybersecurity a SOC, but the decentral one is not not yet invented in in, in in cybersecurity. So when some software get infected by malware, how does it self heal itself instead of that it should be like centrally or um, uh, pushed or, or or solved? So that's was an interesting topic. So I'm still getting interesting interested because it's like in my nature to get very excited on these kind of topics. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I I love how you make that comparison with the human body versus a. Uh, a company that also has to protect itself and exactly. there are a lot of similarities with you know, the viruses immune systems yeah. so it's interesting to to They'll, use that approach
1: there are a lot of and still um if the if we are being attacked from outside a lot as a as a as our body also and how do you prepare yourself and we're still alive here for how many years uh, yeah, ten thousand year. yeah. uh, millions or a year maybe um, so we can't protect our companies like that i say
0: but the human body is so smart by now it, it because it survives so, for so many uh, years. And I think companies are just starting to protect themselves from the outside world.
1: And you are very true in that one. Yeah. That's nicely said.
0: Yeah, amazing. But when you started your um, computer science bachelor yeah. and master, yeah. that did not mean that you have to jump in cybersecurity. But uh-huh. where along that field did you think, hey, so, now I want to jump in.
1: Not even during my studying, I think security didn't came. Let's say when I was programming, the only what we were doing was creating a login screen, and I didn't came into mind that security is very important. So when I started at Deloitte, um, we did a lot of audits, security audit, uh, some complex audits, and, and there I came into um, uh, came aware about c- cybersecurity and how important it is. However, um, after that, during that uh, during the, the whole journey, I also started at ABN Amro. And I think at ABN Amro Bank, I understand the importance of, of cybersecurity and the passion because I got a coach. I got a very good coach. So I think one of the very important things of CISO is have a coach, have a mentor, okay. just uh, outside somewhere who, who can help you. I got a very good coach he learned me the he learned me the inside and outside of cybersecurity but also um doing the the right projects that and that inspired me so if somebody says you have to prevent somebody uh, a hacker to get money yeah you know that gets excited oh how can we prevent hackers how can we prevent criminals to steal money that is kind of Excitement or not, uh, yeah. I would say everybody. If you ask them, how do we can how we can prevent criminals? I, I hopefully they say yes. Let's do that, and that's makes the that's why I'm so passionate. That that's the whole journey I went through to become passionate for cybersecurity. Somebody maybe become passionate to be become a, a surgeon has also a journey. So I think for everyone out there, it's a journey. to 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 get passionate about something and hopefully it becomes your work how tiki became cyber resilient
0: when i speak with professionals a lot of them when they uh, decide to leave the consultancy side then they join an internal company and and in the beginning it's very difficult for them to find their way because you come from a very fast-paced environment a lot of different projects you're always struggling with deadlines and then all of a sudden you work in one company And it seems like you have all the time in the world to make things happen. What was this transition for you?
1: This transition, how it it was for me is, um, that's why I say you have a good coach. Good coach, good body who helps you around the company. Because you go from, let's say Deloitte was 5,000 employees to a company with 20,000 employees. So technically the company is bigger. So you can do even more than what you, you know. So so if you do those comparisons um, and... You could pick up a lot of projects because in the in the bank there were like a lot of nice projects for example you can work on ideal security you can do on mobile security you could work on mainframe we call it old school but man that thing is rocking um cloud uh um crypto so that was the positive thing of working for a, a bank it is so big you have a broad range of topics so that was also the reason why i went to the bank because i could generalize myself and kind of specialize myself on a lot of topics on security. I don't have to focus on one or two topics. So that was my journey, so that I did a lot of those um, special projects. I call it special projects because I always try to find my own projects which I like. For example, mobile banking is hot. Mobile apps put everything, what you can do payment-wise in an app as a customer. Uh, Tiki was one. NFC payments, you know, with Apple Pay, uh, Google Pay. Um, but also, how do you implement fraud detection?
0: Yeah, also interesting. Also, and, and Tiki, of course, is a very famous one that I think all Dutch people now use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you elaborate on, on that project and how cybersecurity was also part of that?
1: So when we started, uh, the business came, uh, I think, somewhere in 2000, I think, 13 already they wanted to do peer-to-peer payments, but uh, it was hard to implement and complex. And then 2014-15, they said we want to do again something with, with peer-to-payments. Uh, and I was connected directly because I told the business every time when I talk with the business: if when you think about a nice topic, very innovative, we will help you. Security will be there, the enabler will be enabled, we will enable you to make it a success that you're part of the company, you know, and security can help you. So I was in the team with five employees, the first one, and they were, we were designing, thinking about how can we get uh, a ticket to the market? Okay. What are the mitigation we're going to put in the back Can I say about it, but we have a lot of nice things there. Um, How do we test it with customers? How do pen testing, source code review, um, authentication, everything we put on it. Uh, And technically, we didn't even put all of the measures normally a bank put in it. But we, we put it more in a phased way, like an agile way of working. We said, okay, we cannot put everything because the go-to market is very important. Um, other competitors are maybe around. So let's do it face by face. And every phase we implemented more and more and more and more. And that was the process. The agile was helping us. Agile way of working was helping us to, to improve even security in a lot of our, our products. Not only Tiki, I think most of the other products also, it helps us to improve so that's the journey it went and it become successful. So I was pretty happy when it become uh, that successful because in the beginning you don't know if this kind of product will will, will fly or not. You never know. But
0: it, it definitely uh, flew. If you see how it, many people use Sticky nowadays, it, you must feel proud that, we, uh, that you've been there.
1: Very proud. Uh, even, uh, we, we, we you know, availability and, and the amount of people using it was is always in the beginning. You don't know how much that is. Then, you don't put enough, of re- enough resources on that technology-wise. And then they came and asked, oh, we need more resources. We need more logging. We are growing that fast. And I said, okay, good. So now definitely proud about that one. What
0: were some of the struggles that you uh, encounter while trying to make it a more secure, a viable product?
1: The, the, uh, let's say one of the struggles was um, detecting a fraud. It's quite complex than than people think. It's not easy. I think that was a struggle. But what the team did is they even designed their own fraud detection system internally, as we had already one behind it. So that gave me the motivation that the team is like you know um, proactively working it without having a security specialist telling them that would be very ideal for me. So that was a, but it was still a struggle. And the other is all these uh, phishing attempts is still a struggle and will be a struggle because that is inherently. If you are creating links, you're sending links, is inherently that that is still a struggle, I think. But but the whole process went f- um, really fluently. Um, if I have to compare with other pro um, projects, and that's I think because of the whole positive way of how we. Um, use security there to enable the product. I think the most struggles are um, regulatory-wise and legal-wise, I think, that, that yeah. I think the most struggle <laughs> there. It's always the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's most often, uh, it's, but, but it's good that we have them because you know if you don't have regulation, you, how do you govern and control this complex payments industry? It's, it's, it's important to have them there. Developing a hacker mindset And is there something
0: you had to learn the hard way as a CISO that maybe people explained to you before and maybe you you didn't listen to it and then later in your CISO career, you you thought, ah, (laughs) now now I see why they taught me this before.
1: So how my mind works is I I see things and I try, I analyze and when I analyze, I already start thinking and doing stuff. and I'm going all the way, you know I try to create this more holistic view of everything. I like to look at the with a bigger picture to the world. and the hard way is that things move fast, so you need to you want to get progress fast, so not to first think the whole environment how it should look like and then so I had to like cut it down in in, in pieces uh, um, So on one hand, it helps me and now it helps me to to structures that lesson learned. But I still fall back on my bigger picture because um, scenario analysis of how criminals think or work or attack, um, you don't have time to put it on paper. So my mind helps me then to create all these scenarios very fastly. And then I can okay, that's important, that's important. So I have to use this mind of me differently in, in different situations. And I think for everybody, or for me, that is the case. So so that I have to learn the hard way because I got this, somebody told me, you try to create the picture completely. Sometimes you should not do that. It was like a, a feedback I got for that specific situation. and So yeah, so I think that's something I have learned the hard way. Yeah,
0: that's a very nice example. And it it got me triggered. Because you mentioned you also have to do the scenario analysis, how would hackers think? Yeah. And I think you're a very technical guy, very analytical also with the computer science background. But now as a CISO, you still crawl in the skin of a hacker thinking what would they do or how would they try to enter this application, for instance?
1: Yeah, the, I, so what I also like a lot is working with people and, and helping people. And if And most often when we... Discuss with people. We do threat modeling, kind of thing. So as a CISO, you you depending um, how big, how great your company is, if you have somebody who can do for you the the threat modeling, you you let it do. But still, as a CISO, I think it is good to do this analysis from uh, with your with your own. Um, knowledge and experience and try to validate it with others. You can also do it all the way around. You ask others to do it and then you validate it. Um, uh, but for me, I think it's still the way to see if you're on the right path or not. Eh? So so um, I got this quote from Martin Decker, one of the CISO of, of Ibn Amro. He said, if I have think um, a lot enough eh, that it looks like sci-fi, then we are on the right path.
0: So you take it that far ahead. And
1: we are taking it, and and I've I've got to the conclusion that we should take it that far. Because if we don't do that, I take the cat and cat, because of the cat and cat fight. So if we take it that far enough, we n- we will know what will happen. We will. We, I think we will know how the scenarios will look into the future. And then, uh, it will be different. Eh? I think it will be different, but you will have like a conceptual feeling of how these attacks will come and yeah. you can uh, protect yourself against those attacks. Or not not only, pro- even if you cannot protect, you can detect, respond, recover, and do the whole, the whole process. Eh? And that's why you have to be prepared for failure. Yeah.
0: Very cool. These threat modeling exercises must be,
1: it's nice, man. That's, yeah, everybody gets excited. Everybody, the, the whole room gets excited when you do these threat model exercises with uh, with with the team. So we have a developers, you have a security architects, you have product people, and then I said, okay, our goal is um, to find the best assets. What are your assets? Your your crown jewels, and then um, based on your crown jewels and some nice di- a, a, a diagram, just on a whiteboard, no fancy stuff let's see how we can uh try to attack it and and uh, yeah so this all now uh, that makes everybody excitement even i got excited too much and then yeah because
0: you become you have to think like a hacker yourself
1: yeah you have to think like a hacker and uh, and get in the hacking mindset and it's hard eh? for for some people it's very hard to get in those mindset also if you're not <laughs> in that way it is very hard so um, f- so some people, I try to bring them back to the basics. So I say, when you are walking down the street and you want to um, go across the street, what do you do? You- you're thinking about risks. You're thinking about can I die or can I, I can't die, you know? Uh, and you're doing it inconsciently, But now do it consciously, and then you will see what happens. The same you do with. Uh, with threat modeling for uh for a platform or or, a, or an app or or anything yeah, yeah. yeah. it's great so we, uh, can do do it. we can do different uh podcasts for threat modeling, just or, for threat modeling. Uh, you, you yeah. Know, yeah yeah uh, on how to do it it's, it's, it's a process thing we don't have to go into tec- technology a lot but it's more a process thing and the goal of a threat modeling when you will read papers or look at it the thing People say, okay, let's get the right, nice requirements from a security point of view. For me, it is more that when we do threat modeling, the people get into a hacker mindset. And when they get into this hacker mindset, um, they're gonna hopefully, but I've also seen that during their product development, during their software development, they will implement the requirements themselves because they are in this mindset when they are doing it. It should not have to become because we are doing now at this moment in time, a threat modeling that we're gonna write all those requirements down. Okay, it's good. I think formally it would be nice to have it. It's definitely a good thing. All the requirements get into a product backlog and then you're gonna work on it. For me personally, the goal is that they get into this, this mindset every time when they build software. Yeah. So that we shift left, that that with shift left, I say that we put security part of the whole process of secure software development.
0: I feel the banks are really good with this uh, move, everything to the left movement. I think that they're.
1: They should because you know you want to transform faster. You want to deliver faster, nice products to the to your customers. So you have to shift left your product development. So agile way of working. When it when it started, that was one of I think um, I'm very proud of is when uh, we were working Prince Two model. You know, then you work with waterfall, and then you have a pro- project plan, and then you work structurally do- to the plan, and you deliver a project. But then this this. The CEO said, "I'm gonna get like 100 till 200 developers in one year," and we were a security debar- department team with 15 employees there. I said, "We won't be able to manage that. So how do you how do you cope with that kind of 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 amount of work which will come to you?" So we have to we had to shift left, and then I I directly started to write a. Uh, PowerPoint with presentations and to management that we have to go shift left, we have to be more an advisor, we have to more work with the teams together, we have to multiply ourselves and with multiplication I don't say that we have to clone ourselves or or have more people but we have to teach, we have to teach, teach, involve, give them the, the right tools so that Um, the multiplication will help because you cannot scale up your security department by two, by three, by four every year, that won't happen, can't can't happen, you don't have, on one hand, you don't have those kind of employees, so so much employees or uh, people who, uh, and one, budget wise, that's that's not uh, even possible, I think, so that's the mentality, and um, okay, banks are doing that, but I think a lot of other companies are following, 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 I think even the banks followed it from spotify okay from technology companies because technology companies they came with agile my advice to hiring managers
0: i was wondering because at deloitte uh, you worked as a consultant so you you've advised a lot of different companies and industries mm-hmm. But eventually, you joined ABN AMRO Bank, and since then, you've always been in the in the <laughs> banking in field the, in financial institutions fintech yeah, yeah. company. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. what makes it so appealing to work as a cybersecurity leader in in the financial services industry?
1: It's appealing is because the banks have to be the best in cybersecurity. They people trust them with their money. Let's make it easy. People trust them with their money, and if somebody steals your money. What happens to you? I don't have to fill it in. Yeah. And that's and they are and because of they have to secure data and, and money of, of of the community of, of people in the world, they are a likely target for criminals, organized crime. That's the and that's why they have to be frontrunners. And because they are frontrunners, they have to implement a lot of mitigations and also have to innovate security. And I think that the sec that part because they are focused on innovating and becoming better in security. Let me stay there a lot. I could learn a lot on 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 innovas- on how to innovate security. And uh, yeah, yeah. You feel that innovation really comes from from the banking sector. It depends what you call innovation. Uh, I think innovation for security start with uh, the army and uh, it became, it came from there. Yeah. Uh, uh, banks also are doing innovation. If you have to compare, you always have some companies which are better, uh, oh, industries who, who are focused, but my focus was for the banks. And yeah, it comes from the army. It comes even now from the big techs From Google is very good in it. Their security uh, teams, so yeah, but. But if you look on the product side part, I think we we uh, um, we can innovate a lot on innovation, uh, and co- uh, companies or industries can learn from uh, from from banks um, or financial services.
0: Yeah. And now you you are CISO. You also have team members uh, looking to grow uh, a, a bigger security team. What would you advise hiring managers if if they're looking to hire good security people?
1: Good security people. Um, first, up, th- uh, think about what kind of people you want in your company. What, what, uh, maybe what, what of kind? I, I, I mean, uh, what is the level of entrance? Is it from the university? Is it senior? Is it junior? I think that's a mistake made very fast. And eh? uh, people think I want a good security professional, but it, it, this is, these are the requirements, and then you come. Then you can't pay them, for example. That is, I think, one one of the mistakes made. But think about um, the culture of your company. Um, Think about that uh, a lot for hiring manager. Um, Do you want a senior and a junior? Do you want somebody directly out of the uh, university? Because I think that's not happening a lot still. I not with hoped, banks. I, not, n- not, not with banks. I think not with a lot of other companies, but that's my, my feeling now. Maybe you have a different view. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, the frustration that we hear in the market is that a lot of young professionals, they're they about to graduate or they have a background in IT, and they want to enter the market, but then every job position that says junior security analyst, that still requires two or three years work experience. So it, it it's, uh, can be frustrating for professionals that do want to end. Would you, what would you advise them?
1: And that is uh, technically the issue. And the issue is not them. I think the issue is the- Corporations. The corporations. The corporations have to think about, okay, um, if, I hi- if I hire a senior or a media, the bird, the buddy system still can help these people because they have a lot of capacity. Yeah, they, these are analytic good people from the university. They they got all the knowledge, not all the knowledge, but they have they have the analytic skill to adopt, change, um, even become better. But the goal for me is everybody who talks with me should become better. People should become better than I always was. So that's my natural feeling always when I have to. So I mentor, I coach people. So um, I would say if people if people from the university want to be coached or be mentored, find somebody in the industry who can help them and and, and become better. But I don't think it is there. I think it is more that we um, as an industry should more adopt people from university directly in your team and give them the whole system. There should be a system around it to coach and make them better because else they will leave.
0: Yeah, but it's a very powerful message. What I think is the issue is that these senior professionals that should become a mentor, they're already so busy working in cybersecurity. It's a 24 uh, seven kind of job. So I feel a lot of people are already overworked because of the shortage of, of professionals. So to ask these more senior people to then also mentor and guide one or two juniors uh, that, that will be too much of a burden while they're already very busy. Uh, but then this problem is, this, is not going to be resolved. You will get. And yeah. that's
1: why this this multiplying technique I'm saying is not about. It, it's not a short term thing. You have to do it a the long term. Then it will like exponentially grow. I say exponentially grow. I know people will say, "What's exponential?" But it will exponentially grow, grow directly. I. That's why I say I had the opportunity. I think that I got coached by someone which had a time. And put the effort in me uh, to to become there. Uh, but let's say from the university directly, I wasn't a security professional. At Deloitte, I got a lot of n- training, expertise, and knowledge. So the consulting part helped because you get the certifications. But when I started technically at Amro, I think I become the uh, better yeah. uh, security professional. And that's better is not. Looking Deloitte, I, man, they have one of the best hackers they had. We they even win Cyberlympics. So I got also very good schooling there. But then you put your like when you leave in consulting, you get into this this banking industry or the industry where you put your you are standing in your feet. You have to solve it yourself. A good coach helps you to become a good profe- uh, professional. That's my uh, experience. So that's why I I still think that uh, we should get more from the universities. Uh, yeah, and allocate people allocate. That, that can guide them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For example, um, uh, with 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 my company, with my with my company, um, we even did an internship with three professionals from the Haagse Hogeschool. We just give them the opportunity to go into ISO 27 and 1 and that they can come up with nice questions so that they can do a maturity scan or they can do a security assessment. And the reason... W- why we did that is because we know how hard it is to get this experience, this working experience yeah. from the university directly or from the H- school. That's why we, we just freely, they, they did it. They got, I think it was a working internship of three months and they did it from for our company.
0: Yeah, that's a great great experience.
1: experience. Give them experience. We also bring, um, I think we bring they bring their uh, new, new new newliness, ingenious in it, and we bring our experience in it. So hopefully there's some good mixture.
0: Both parties uh, learn. Uh,
1: both parties learns. We learned, they learned, and they can now say they have experience of three months of working for a company. Do it for the people. I am just curious
0: for, for me personally, because you, you're a father, uh, you also do... Um, work as a volunteer and then you work as a CISO which is uh, a job that you're probably always on call if something would happen you're the first person that will receive a phone call how do you juggle with these different hats and and how can you stay relaxed and calm uh,
1: i don't ask i don't know how <laughs> i do that um
0: you seem a calm and relaxed guy
1: um my wife even asked me, "How do you combine all this stuff and how do you, but still being calm?" I would say it's just I. I didn't analyze that part still. I think it is me. I think I, I, it's my way of being. Always on the one hand side, I'm. I'm very analytical person for myself. I can say that. Um, I'm always on. Maybe also it's like part of my. Nature to be always on, always come with idea, but always think four or five, a lot of steps earlier. Um, no, um, uh, not earlier, but uh, ahead. Um, it's all not always good, but uh, but still, it I think it's uh, the whole combination of uh, of those things and me as a human being. I think that's why it works. Uh, and I but think I, you're truly, uh, truly passionate because, about what you uh, yeah, do. Yeah, that's right. I think uh, the, I th- the th- passion. I think it's not part. much.
0: Uh, you don't consider it as a job. It, it's just also.
1: Uh, it's a passion. So, yeah. so I always told myself I wanted to know more about the technology than when somebody come and ask me. I want to implement it tomorrow. I always give this example. So, for example, Touch ID. So uh, when it was first introduced, the uh, when Apple even announced we're gonna. Introduce something like a fingerprint, and it will be in the beta version. I already deep dived and looked at the technology because I wanted to know at that moment in time what, how can we implement it securely? Because I know, like three months later or two months later, the business or any they will ask, they will come with the questions uh, how to implement it. That hopefully. Said something about my mentality, about how how, how I work. The sort of passion is there.
0: Curiosity is there.
1: Curiosity so. is there. So um, I, I think it is there. Yeah, yeah. So.
0: And and what will the future bring for you? We, we discussed the the beginnings, how how you entered the the market, what you're currently doing. But if if we uh, go into a time machine a couple of years ahead, what is, what will you do? And and is there maybe a problem you would like to solve, or a legacy you would like to leave?
1: I have several th- topics. I think, uh, is I think it's also very ambitious.
0: Go for it. The the, the, the bolder, the better. <laughs> the bolder, the better.
1: So look, um, people is a, is a, is a thing. People having uh, so we have we have we don't have a lot of security professionals. We have a lot of security professionals doing awesome work there, but we are lacking still. So that's one of the reasons. Also, the DVD comes into because they are going. They, we we are setting there a DVD academy. Oh, so that we can help people from the uh, from the from the university or somewhere else or or from high school. I technically don't care, but you have to be at that moment in your life that you can do this kind of job. Eh? So, um, so that is one. Uh, what you will see, what what I and the other one is quantum computing. I have to I have to say that because that is near to my heart. I think. Um, uh, what we are currently doing is within the Netherlands is 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 epic. I think it's epic. We, we are like we have a lot of good quantum experts in the Netherlands. Um, and uh, when a comp- quantum computer will be here and will will be powerful enough to break RSA, um, a lot of cryptography in the world will be broken. Um, so my goal is that. Um, we, we are prepared. We have prepared companies. We have prepared organizations for it. Um, that's why I'm working with uh, the Quantum Delta and, uh, and uh, Quantum Amsterdam to create awareness. Start always with creating awareness and give people the right tools to create this awareness that they can prepare themselves. And I think that, uh, that will be... If, if, if I can do that, more often, that would be very nice. Uh, The other one is um, software security. I come from computer science, so I can neglect it. And this is very, very, very difficult topic, uh, uh, software security, because designing uh, um, security into software is is often hard. So we still need people who understand software, but also security. So we have to shift left more. Everybody saw Log4G. Vulnerability. It was one of the um, scariest, I think, as uh, scariest. Um, but it showed the world that um, if you made these mistakes in software, it can have a very big impact on 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 the whole on the whole world. Even the whole world was working like four or five weeks. I think still there will be some issues there. So software security. If we can securely design software and involve more than only security people in it. I think we will head step by step, um, but there always will be imperfections. Software, I know software, I have built software, um, even made mistakes doing software development, I know. So yeah, I won't. We, we won't solve it, I think fully to be realistic, but I, I hope that um, by shifting left security enough we can uh, reduce the risk. I, I would say we can reduce the risk that, uh, that software is being misused uh, a lot. But those are beautiful goals. The, those are the, the, I think for me, those topics are very So important. in a
0: couple of years, we will have a, another call, another podcast and, and then you explain how you uh,
1: how if i have achieved it or not you know so it's uh, definitely
0: but they're both ambitions are also trying to solve the the talent gap that's currently uh very visible and probably e- even grown that there's need for more professionals
1: yeah we have to do our part look um i will i won't say we're gonna solve the whole talent gap but we are doing with dvd academy yeah. is already starting to doing it i'm helping uh, only there I'm going to help also. the The other one is, <laughs> um, I was asked um, to talk about my job at the school of my son, in in in, uh, in group four. Oh wow! Well. And in group six and group eight. I don't know the. No, English but the, 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 the kids
0: are uh, very young. For the I kids
1: and. And um, I thought, how am I gonna tell that? Uh, but I uh, I made the story and I told it, and they were enthusiastic. And I was even um, how I call it surprised that some of them know a lot about hacking and glitch of a system and how things work. And they have even experienced that for for their games, their skins are stolen and things like that. So. And what gives me the I was happy to see that they were already being they know a lot, but what i what and I was happy about that, and that I could bring some knowledge there and that make them aware because this girl asked me, how can I do what you do then my story landed i say but and then you have to explain how, how do you come there? Do you need papers or not? Yeah. You know? so, so those kind of questions uh, you, you get. Um, it was such a humble work. I, I was so, and, and that gives me the, the feeling that people is a very important part. I will try my best to do it as much as I can.
0: Yeah, it's a beautiful story, but it also shows that what you're doing is, is really important. Also for the for the future generations. So is your son gonna be, become a heart surgeon or oh. also a CISO? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you have to ask him. <laughs> to what,
0: what do you hope he will become? Uh,
1: hope that he becomes the um, what he likes to do. Yeah, I think that's good. the that's, that's that's the best thing that I can ask for people is that they hope they can do the thing they love. Yeah, they love enough.
0: But I'm happy to see that, that you're doing that and that you're also helping the younger generation, but, but also society as a whole. So that's, uh, that's very powerful.
1: We try to do our best. We try to do our best. Everyone. Nice.
0: Yeah, keep up the good work. And uh, the last question we, we always ask our guests, and, and you're the first CISO to actually be featured on the show, but the question is, if you can send one signal message to all your uh, colleagues, all, all other CISOs across the world, what would that signal message say?
1: People first. People first. Create a good environment for your people. Create the best environment for your security professionals so that they can be the best of themselves, that you can improve, that they can learn, that they can innovate, that they can play, that they can make mistakes because without making mistakes, you will not learn. And so I think if, if you ask one message, uh, there's a lot of other messages, but I think message one is work for, work for the people, be for the people, because actually at the end, yeah. you're doing it for the people. Eh?
0: I, I really like that statement. And it, it, it also relates to that a lot of people think cybersecurity is, is only about technology. And I feel that the people that actually work in cybersecurity, they say it's all about the people. So that there's a misconception between the people that are in it and that might want to enter the field, enter but think, yeah, I'm not super technical. So therefore I, I wouldn't uh, even try to, to get into this field.
1: We need different kinds of professionals. You know, if you do a scenario analysis, you have to be analytical. You don't have to be, uh, you don't need a lot of technology specialists there. If you want to create a security awareness program and, and, and implement it with an organization, let me see where technology comes into. It. There is technology, yeah. You can do it via email or things like that. But for we need uh, that's why I say it's a multi because it is a multifaceted game. You need different kind, different people skills in it, yeah, uh, in it to to work into the into security. And depending on the maturity of the company, you can hire different skills. Uh, but if you want people to if you if a CISO wanted that their people stays in the company, you have to show that they can be there, they can evolve, they can become better, they can or or they can do other stuff than maybe only um doing security stuff. Maybe they, they don't want to do security stuff all the way. For me, for example, I got the opportunity to do to work on quantum computing. In the first time, it had nothing to do with uh, with security. It has an angle, yeah. But in the beginning, it didn't had.
0: How amazing! Yeah, yeah uh, Sharers, thanks so much for joining us. I, I really enjoyed uh, this conversation, and I really learned a lot. Also, your journey from thinking to become a heart surgeon and and now being a CEO, I think that's a very interesting uh, story. And it, I feel it relates to a lot of other people that had other. Dreams or other career paths and, and they turn into cybersecurity and they're, they're very happy that they made that decision. So uh, thanks thanks for sharing. I, uh, I really enjoyed it and keep up the good work also with uh, your volunteer work and being a father <laughs> all at the same time.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I, I enjoyed this podcast. I think uh, I enjoyed it a lot. It was you. very nice and, uh, and good talk. Uh...
0: Thank you for listening to Cybersecurity Talks. We hope you've enjoyed this episode with the latest trends, war stories, and exciting career anecdotes. If you enjoyed the show, please review this podcast on your favorite podcast app. Also, could you do me one small favor? Could you please share this podcast with one friend that you think would like the show just as much as you do? Thank you. And for all further information, please go to csrecruitment.nl slash talks and subscribe to this podcast. We will be back with another exciting episode in just two weeks. So see you next time and stay safe.